2: Why don't you just love that song? I never get tired of hearing Louisiana Saturday night. Well, welcome aboard and uh, to a spring forward show. One hour move your clock forward. Now, always remember that by doing spring forward, fall backwards. Uh, if you don't take care of that either late tonight or early tomorrow morning, uh, you might screw up your partner when you've got a meeting time. <laughs> we are, you're going to be on daylight savings time, so make sure you move that clock forward. Uh, also, another problem that's going on. Have you got a feral hog problem? If you do, you're not alone. It's at an epidemic stage, and the University of LSU and the U.S. Um, Research Center, the National Wildlife Center, have been working on a sodium nitrate, basically a poison bait, to help control feral hogs. But they're bogged down because the EPA is not given final approval, even though They've got experimental use permits to field test and some of that's ongoing, but not here in Louisiana. The reason is LSU is not recognized as a state agency which would qualify for a half a million dollar waiver fee. So the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, and the Louisiana legislature will be asking the EPA to waive those fees for the permit, so in Louisiana... It can be tested and registered for widespread use when it gets final approval. Now, I've got a two-part question for the audience this morning. Number one, do you trust the government that this toxicant will be safe for humans and other wildlife and will only affect hogs? And question number two, when it's approved, will you use it on your property, your hunting lease or your farm? Text your response to me at 504 260 along with your reports, your comments, your questions. That number again is 504 260 I know a lot of you have got it into your phone bank, so use it on Saturday mornings. That's when I'm available to, to be texted. Now, the feral hogs, they're considered invasive and nuisance. Well, they're not alone either. There's many others, including a little critter called the apple snail, which just happens to be the topic of this week's Bayou Wild TV feature. We got our friend Chef Philippe Parola, who has just written a book called Can't Beat 'em, Eat 'em 40 Invasive Species, How to Collect and Clean and Cook them. Well, he takes on the apple snail. Despite what you may have heard, that they're poisonous and toxic, uh, if you cook them and prepare them properly, they're pretty good eating. And he'll demonstrate that in the feature. It's called Cajun Escargot, and it's airing right now on Bayou Wild TV. Uh, Find a station near you or watch it on YouTube, just go to our website, that's BayouWildTV.com. And there's uh, been a trend lately, we have, in addition to a guy who was busted for deer violations, we have yet another bad girl, more and more of them, and she's involved in today's, we're going to call this a date with a bad boy gone bad. Now, your coastal marine forecast, for those of you that are headed out, well, looking better today than it will tomorrow. Offshore east southeast winds, only a two foot sea. Uh, tomorrow, ahead of an approaching front, southwest winds, 20 to 25 knots. You don't want to be out there in that. And then on the interior lakes and bays today, east to southeast winds, about five to ten, light chop. That's not bad. Southwest winds tomorrow, building as the day goes on, 15 to 20, with a moderate chop. You got about a 0.8 foot tide range. And the Mississippi River continues to climb 11.2 on the gauge. All right, we come back after this. We're going to be joined by Robbie Campo. He's down at Shell Beach. He'll give you the information on what went on this weekend and what's likely to happen today, tomorrow, and into next week. Thank you for tuning in to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.
2: Let's head down to Shell Beach and talk to Robbie Campo at Campo's Marina, where we get fishing reports and uh, nat alerts. Robbie, what's going on this week, man? I heard from a lot of people. Fishing was pretty tough this week. How'd they do down there?
3: Well, I tell you, Don, it wasn't that bad down here. Um, I mean, it, I seen a lot of fish come across the uh, come across the dock and on the table here this week. So uh, this past week, anyway. So I tell you, I was, uh, you know, things are starting to look uh, starting to look a little bit better. It did make things a little bit tough. We had this neat tide where we had two tides a day, not a whole lot of tide movement. But um, I, I tell you, man, um, yesterday was pretty good. I seen some uh, I seen some nice catches of trout come across the table. You know, I saw some, you know, that was over on the backside of this uh, Hope Dale over here, kind of around uh, Machias and uh, Lake of Two Trees and, you know, Lake Okeel area. I had some really nice catches come out of Lake Robin the other day by body robbing that way. Um, saw some nice catches of redfish and drum over here in the ship channel going up the channel. we seen some being caught in Duluth Canal, um, which was just required some dead shrimp on the bottom. And uh, I tell you, it was a pretty good week. Yesterday, the guys that, the guides that got to get out went over to uh, down to the Long Rocks. And, man, they went out there and did that meat run with their sheephead. And it was, you know, a table full of fish. So, you know, yeah, I think things are starting to turn around, down, you know, all the way around for trout and, you know, everything else. So, hey, if you, today's your day to fish, like I always say, come on down, hook the left at the bridge, and come on and see us.
2: Yeah, you mentioned an awful lot of territory there. Those fish starting to show up in a lot of different places, and that's good news because we got warm water temperatures for this time of year. You know, I mean, I would say it's probably in the mid-70s, which is unusual for being this early in the spring. And looks like we got some more of that stuff coming, too. we got a front coming tomorrow late, I believe. And then, you know, we're going to have some real stiff winds. You know how the deal goes. It starts and moves around to the west and then eventually comes <laughs> oh, north. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same deal until you get to the summertime and then every day seems to be the same. You know, you could write the forecast <laughs> yeah, <hot. laughs> for, for, for several months. Yeah, hot and, and a chance of rain, you know. But uh anyway, what's the Nat alert report? How how were the Nats treating oh, everybody this week? Did they ease up a little bit?
3: They, they were yes they did. They were, they weren't too bad in the uh you know, in the morning. It was just mostly in the evening time, but uh I tell you, these, these damn things they'll eat you a lot down here. If you're not if you're not expecting it. I always uh, you look in this time of the year I always say it I know it's seventy degrees, the girls wanna wear shorts, but look don't do that. Wear leggings, wear something that you're not going to get eaten up. Wear pants, because long sleeves, because, you know, you you never know when these gnats are going to come out. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, you got to have, you got to protect yourself. So, you know, and they, and they've been bad. Uh, You know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to kid around. It's not been too bad in the morning. It's just been more, more in the evening time than, you know, right before dark. And most people are gone by that time anyway. But, uh, yeah, but you never know when they're going to show up. I mean, you could, if you've got a kind of foggy morning, <laughs> you know, you got a little bit of, you know, like 68, 70-degree morning, that's the perfect recipe for them. I'm not saying that they're going to show up here today because I don't know, but I'd find out at daylight, I guarantee you. But I wear the protective clothing just to be safe.
2: Yeah, and uh, I would suggest wearing some uh, some boots instead of open-toed sandals because you might be covered up, head down to the feet, but if you got sandals, they're going to find their way in there. Um, oh, Robbie, yeah. what about hot oh, yeah. shrimp? I got somebody wanting to know about live shrimp. I know you've been looking well, around trying to get them.
3: Zach, um, my my son Zach went uh, yesterday, uh, Friday and uh Well, no, Thursday and Friday. today's Saturday, and we had some, but they're just about sold out already. You know, I got a bunch of charter captains here, and uh, we're about sold out. Um, so if you if you want live shrimp, I, I don't believe I'm going to have them for maybe maybe another fifteen minutes, maybe. So uh, and there's a line back there already. So um, <clears throat> I don't think that's going to last long. I think Sweetwater had some. Eddie Pinto's on Parish Road had some, and I heard that uh, Bait Inc had some. So um, do make some phone calls, you know, people before you coming down here if you want to fish with live shrimp, because not many people have them, and <clears throat> and I know the ones that we got we're about to run out. So don't don't bank on these. So. <laughs> So, you know, you don't. You just
2: don't get many this time of the year. Right. It's a day-to-day thing. Robbie, during the week, if somebody right. wants to call in advance to find out if you got them before they make the drive there, uh, they might be able to stop a little bit closer up the road and get some an income launch. What's the best number to reach y'all at the marina?
3: You could call us at area code 504-239-6377, or you could call us at area code
2: 504-239-5165. All righty. Thank you, Robbie. Appreciate your reports every week. Stay away from them, gnats, and we'll catch up with you next week. Yes, sir. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All uh, right, Robbie Campo. Campo's Marina, a great place down there. All right, starting to get in a few texts in here. Uh, first up is the Steel Man. He's reporting in. He fished the Wrigley's all week. No success. That's kind of what I heard. Of. But Robbie just uh, said they're tearing them up in Shell Beach. At least they were. Uh, decent weather, but water still churned up. Um, big, let's see, what's a Big uh, Burr, J-Bull, and uh, the Steel Man, they're going to make a run to the north side of the Mr. Go this morning. and Give that a shot. Crabs have been pulsing all week, though. We're boiling today no matter how the fishing goes. Happy hunting. There you go, Steel Man. That's the way to do it. I like your thought. Uh, if one thing doesn't work out, go to another. Take whatever Mother Nature gives you at the time. And we got the backstrap stacker checking in from Mobile, Alabama, headed to Waynesboro, Mississippi, for a youth turkey hunt with a 12-year-old. Hopefully, a big tom will show up. Y'all have a good one, boy. I hope, I hope he gets one. Now, uh, backstrap stacker, and I'm glad that uh, at least Mississippi has uh, got a good early season for people. We got on. wait till the 25th for the Louisiana youth, and then April 1st for the old guys. All right, we got some more texts coming in. Also, answer my question uh, on this experimental sodium nitrate toxicant. It's a poison, basically, for feral hogs. When the EPA says it's good to go, do you trust them that it's it's going to be safe for humans and other wildlife out there? And question number two, will you use it on your property, your hunting lease, your farm? Let me know, 504-260-1870. Also, your reports, your comments, and questions are welcome, and we're back with them right after this pause on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
2: Alright, stay with us. Uh, we're going to have some more fishing reports coming up. Uh, Darryl Carpenter will be reporting from Grand Isle. We've also got Captain Kirk Stansel out there in Hackberry Rod and Gun, uh, Mike Gallo, Brendan Bayard for you paddlers, and also our our uh, one and only plastic man, Ryan Lambert, is going to report on the Lower Placomans for us. All right, getting to your text messages at 504 260 1870. Ed, our friend from Wilmer, Alabama. And Ed, I want you to come see me. Saturday, March 25th, I'm not going to be far from you. I'm going to be in Alberta on Highway 98 at Scotts Marine. We're going to have a big live broadcast, and there's an open house and a special sale. I'll tell you all more about that. But put it on your calendar. Saturday morning, March 25th, and I'll be there probably uh, throughout the day, pretty much towards lunchtime. But anyway, Ed says uh, they had the Mobile Boat Show Bass Tournament last week, 34.12 for two days of fishing. Not bad. He also gives us a little report. The specs are moving up on the grass flats. And we got the River Rat checking in. He says the show makes working Saturday a little easier. Well, we're glad to do that, River Rat, and thanks for listening. And on our question about uh, do you trust the government that the toxicant will be safe for humans and other wildlife and only exterminate hogs, and question number two, when there's an approval, will you use it on your property? And uh, anonymous texter number 6454 says, no and no. Uh, Now that the worm says, I trust the government as far as Joe Biden can run upstairs. Uh, Yeah, I understand. And another one says, oh, this is a report on the Carnarvon Bass Trails tournament last week. Uh, they had a lot of fish came in. 21 teams had over 10 pounds. Top three were first place, 19.7. That was Fred King and Roy Laborde from Delta Lures. Second place, uh, 17.38, went to Terry Jones and Jason Stevens. And David Cooper and Bert Strander took third place with 16.3. The next event coming up on April first. If you're interested in fishing it, uh, go on their Facebook page. C Bass Trail. That's the letter C BassTrail.net. dot net. All right. Uh, Easy from the Abita Hunting Club is headed to Shell Beach. Tell Robbie I said hello. And here's one says, don't trust the government on the hog control product. I would like to see results on small game and ground nesting birds. Also, if other animals ingest the product and it accumulates in the meat, what happens to a human? Uh, from what I know about it, it is not bio, bioaccumulative. It does not move up the food chain, which uh, a lot of toxins like mercury and other things do. It stays in the system and it moves up the food chain. This does not. Uh, but so far, all negative comments, and uh, and I'm not surprised. You know, <laughs> there's so little trust in government anymore after, after watching what goes on. I mean, the, the whole COVID thing with uh, bad information, and then we see political influence, uh, people that tend to uh, benefit economically. They'll profit from some of these things. And so the question is, would you uh, – my personal feeling is, uh, you know – I'd say if this was uh, 10, 15 or longer years ago when I was talking about this on this radio show, I think we have a lot of people in support of it. But there's just so little trust in anything the government does anymore. People are so skeptical. And I would say, you know, they got this experimental use. That will provide some data. But I'd like to see it already in widespread use and, and see the results of it before I put it any place I'd be hunting. I'll tell you that. All right, you can text in at 504-260-1870. That's our text line, and we welcome your comments, your reports, and anything else you want to talk about. I did want to let you know about the New Orleans City Park Big Bass Rodeo that's coming up uh, March 25th. It's at New Orleans City Park. This has been going on. It's the longest-running freshwater fishing event in the entire nation. And they've got the Battle for the Bass, which is the students, high school's representative We'll fish in a competition. There's also for kayakers and canoers boats on the bayou, and a free festival from nine to noon. Exhibits, activities, raffles, uh, free bait and tackle. It's a it's a really nice event at Saturday, March 25th at City Park. And I got to tell you, there's some pretty uh, good fish that come out of there. Not just bass, but you can catch catfish. You can catch brim. Uh, they had a real run on the. The cichlids, I haven't got an update on those Rio Grande perch. They were kind of taken over, but uh, one of the freezes we had a few years ago really knocked them back, but I would suspect that they're probably back. All right, here's uh, some more comments. We've got uh, the backstrap stacker. As much as I hate hogs tearing up my feeders, I'll pass on the hog poison. Well, you know, they've done just about everything we can to, you know, last week if you were tuned in, Julie Grunemahl with Hunters for the Hungry came on, and they've got a program now where if you kill a hog, you bring it to a cooperating processor, and they won't charge you. Hunters for the Hungry picks up the cost. They process it, and it's donated to soup kitchens and, and to needy people. It's a great source of protein. And I tell you what, that feral hog, you get a nice little sow or even a young boar. It's pretty good stuff. And if you need a recipe uh, that can't beat them, eat them from Chef Philippe Parola. He's got one in there, a pretty good one for, for feral hog. But, I mean, you can treat it just like you could a, a domestic hog pretty much. Uh, I would say if you're going to get sausage made, uh, you might want to use some domestic pork and fat to mix in there with it. But uh, outside of that, they're, they're pretty good eating. And, you know, the, the, the hunting restrictions have been relaxed. Anytime there's an open season, if you've got a hunting license, you can hunt them during daytime. And you can even hunt them at night, but you have to go through a little bit of a a process notifying the sheriff's office. It's all in the regulations if you want to get in on the hog hunt. And uh, i tell you what, it can be a a great source of food. In fact, there's probably so many more deer hunters that are killing hogs than deer. And we need to. You know, they're a nuisance. There's just millions of dollars of damage they do to agriculture. And like uh, the, the backstrap stacker said, you know, they tear up your feeders. They tear up your food plots. Uh, can be a real nuisance. Also, they compete for natural food with other species. And they also, uh, some research has shown that they actually are you know, very destructive to nesting birds, ground nesting birds, too. All right, we'll get to more of your text messages. We'll do that after we take this quick three minute pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, this morning we are talking about uh, the EPA. Uh, got a little bit of a delay in approving, although they do have some experimental use permits out there. Field testing, uh, a sodium nitrate bait that is put out and they, uh, hopefully will only exterminate hogs. It will not uh, harm other wildlife. It's still in the testing stage, but uh, the Department of uh, Wildlife and Fisheries is urging our legislature to ask the EPA to waive a half-a-million-dollar use permit, an experimental use permit. We can't do it in Louisiana because we have a university working on it instead of uh, some type of governmental agency, which, you know, that's government red tape. Anyway, we'd like to get your comments on it along with your reports and your comments, and that's 504-260-1870. That's the number to text in your comments, and we'll be back to read some of them for you Right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, checking on our text message board. Let's see if we can get to some of them here. Um, where were we? Oh, here we go. Bounties, sponsored hunts, etc. so many other and better ways to harvest the hogs. This would eliminate rotting and decaying carcasses and wasted proteins. Uh, I'm not sure if they're saying that these hogs are edible after ingesting this. Uh, I would think not. But uh, that, that remains to be seen. we we'll have to really do a little bit more studying on this thing. Uh, here's one that says, I'm so looking forward to hearing about your beady-eyed turkey adventures. Well, I got some planned. They're coming up for sure. And, and we will hear that message that the beady-eyed bird uh, sent to me a few years ago. It's kind of a tradition. Uh, maybe in the next couple weeks we'll be putting that on the air. Uh, here's one that uh, says, on the hog poison, yes and Yes. The guys at Idlewild with LSU and Texas A&M and across the country have been working on this and are the ones to be believed. A lot of comments uh, were about the government. FDA has to pass it, which I'm skeptical they will. Well, there's one vote for it. Uh, Here's a suggestion. Someone needs to have a hog rodeo in the most populated areas, just like the Nutria Rodeo in Venice. Yeah, that Nutria Rodeo has uh, turned into <laughs> to quite an event. Uh, if you were listening a few weeks back, we talked to Derek Poole. Uh, he is the coordinator of Tusks and Troops, which is exactly what you're talking about. It is a hog rodeo. Teams go out. They bring in the heaviest hogs, and then all the meat is uh, cleaned and donated uh, to the needy. So maybe we need more of those. But if you want to get an idea how to put one together, uh, go on their Facebook page. That's Tusks troops. It's tied to the veterans. They actually let the veterans go out, and, and the money earned goes to some veteran benefits. Uh, let's see. Here's one that says, I provide precision delivery of poison for the eradication of ferricul hogs, specializing in delivery of 55 grains of elements PB and CU. Guaranteed results will not harm mockingbirds or other wildlife. Well, if we can pull that off, if they can come up with a bait, that is absolutely guaranteed, will not affect other wildlife and humans, and is safe for use to get hogs. Uh, I think it should be used, but still there's an element of, of waste. You know, I think there's just so much need for, for good meat, pork, and you know, from hogs, hams, there's, there's all kind of things, sausage you can do with them for, for the needy, that it's just a, a waste to just poison them and, and leave them alive. All right, let's see. Uh, his one says, "We'd rather them. That's from Sweet Tom. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of opportunity to do just that. By the way, all right, turkey season's getting ready to open up. Are you going? Have you done any scouting? What have you seen? Uh, we've been doing some exclusive scouting where I hunt turkeys, and uh, we have got a good population of long beards, uh, picking them up on camera. Hopefully, they'll be around and still gobbling when the season opens. Mississippi has got their youth season is underway right now as we speak. Uh, they uh, actually will be starting uh, on the 15th, which is uh, well, let's see, that is that, yeah, that's already open, I believe, from uh, March 15th to May the 1st, and then uh, they get to keep three with a six-inch minimum beard. So yeah, that'll be that's funny. It opens on a, a Wednesday, be opening up next Wednesday. All right, well, if you want to comment on it, 504-260-1870. Our Alabama friends, they've got zones. Set up, they've got one and three. It opens on March 25th and runs all the way through May 8th. And in zone two, it opens April 1st and runs through May 8th. Uh, They've got a one-per-day, four-per-season limit in in that zone. Pretty generous. Of course, Alabama's got a really nice, uh, healthy uh, population. All right, um, so I'm told. Let's see. Here's one that says, I say no on the poison. They should look at Australia and the European rabbits. They are out of control because they cannot be consumed by humans. That's Alvin. Um, Alvin, why can they not be consumed? I'm not familiar with that problem or if it's just some kind of a status. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, the, uh, that was uh, Bro James and Hammond. He, <laughs> yeah, he was talking about shooting the hogs when he said delivering 55 grains of elements PB and CU. Uh, that's what he was talking about, not something that he was feeding the hogs. All right, we have Alton in Kentwood. He thinks they should work on the bait to get the pigs in the traps because that would be better because they are great table fare. Well, it doesn't take much to get them in a trap. A little corn will do that. You just got to have the right trap. Uh, his one says, "Let's open a restaurant that serves wild game." Uh, that's not possible. Wild game cannot be uh, sold or put into commerce. Uh, you know, unless it's domestic. You know, the quail is raised and you know, uh, tame ducks and those type of things. But wild game, can't charge to come in a restaurant and eat it. All right, we'll be right back after this. Let's talk to Captain Kirk Stansel, and we'll find out what's happening over in the Hackberry area. If you're going to be fishing that way, he's always got some good tips and advice for you. Back with Kirk right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And it's time to talk to Captain Kirk out at Hackberry Rod and Gun over there in the Calcasieu area. Let's check in with him. Captain Kirk, how's things going over there?
4: Going good. Going good this morning, Don. Got got a good crew heading down on the lake this morning. Uh, fishing has been really good over here. A lot of trout. Uh, you know, we've had some really nice warm weather, calm days, and uh, catching a lot of trout on top water right now.
2: How's that river treating you over
4: there? Oh, the river's great. I mean, it, it it's down. You know, we've been a while without any rain. Our water's really pretty, and uh, it looks good. Now, we're going to start getting some wind, of course, in the next uh, two or three, four days. That'll, you know, that'll mess it up out in the middle of the lake, but you'll still have some uh, some clean areas where you can get, uh, get some clean water out of the wind.
2: Have you all figured a pattern for those trout this week, or is it uh, scattered in different tactics or different days and times, or is it pretty much a, you, a set routine? It,
4: Right now, here, well, it's been nice. weather's been real nice. This whole nice stretch we've had the last week, it's been a topwater bite. I mean, Ooh, that has nice. been the primary bait. Yeah. It, uh, and it, you know, and it, the skitter walk's been good. Uh, that, that's probably been the best one on topwater, but uh, it's, I mean, it's been a real good topwater bite. And these fish are running mostly from 14 to 18, 19 inches with some 22s and 23s in there. It's a, some nice fish.
2: That is some really nice trout. You're probably leading the state in, in trout catches as far as size and quantity right now. Uh, what about the redfish and flounder?
4: Uh, they're they're still there, you know, catching them around the weirs and the drains that come out, uh, some shoreline. You know, if you get on the shorelines close to the, uh, you know, the drains where the water's coming out, if they're not at the drain themselves, they'll be up down the shorelines from there. And throwing gulp, uh, some of the guys are having to throw gulp tip with a little shrimp. Uh, live bait hasn't been readily available lately. So, uh, that, that's kind of been the deal for a quarter ounce jig head with, uh, you know, your favorite gulp, put a little tip of shrimp on it. And that's been uh, catching the redfish.
2: Sounds easy. Getting back to yeah. those top water trout, uh, where you find, are they on the flats or are they on over shell beds they're, or
4: they're over shell, uh, mm-hmm. but they're not out in the deep in the middle of the lake. It's, you know, they, they're off the shorelines, you know, if, uh, it's kind of hard to say. You know, the artificial reefs haven't been holding them, but the natural reefs have.
2: So, in your experience, all the years you guys been down there, I don't want to say you are old Kirk, but you've been at this a long time.
4: <laughs> yes, I uh, am,
2: Don. <laughs> <laughs> when we get an early uh, summer type conditions and the fish bite early, do you find that it ends earlier at the end of the summer, or does it continue right on through?
4: No, it just gets it just you know gets good and stays good. Uh, I don't. I mean, the the earlier they start, you know, just the longer we're going to catch fish. I mean, the patterns change, but we catch fish throughout, you know, once it gets cranked up. Normally, you know, late April, May, sometimes mid-May before they really get cranked up good. But uh, and then it it just stays good right on through the fall. But uh, you just got to change your
2: patterns, uh,
4: you know, as the seasons change.
2: Well, enjoy it while you got it because, as you know, uh, you know you've know you been having some adverse conditions out there for the last few years. Maybe we'll get back to what we used to call normal as far as the fishing. Uh, Kirk, I did want to ask you about the – we're talking about the hog uh, content, uh, toxin that they're uh, trying to work on and get the EPA to prove it. It's a bait that they want to put out. says it will only affect hogs. Do you all have a big hog problem down there and also on your lease?
4: Uh you know we have, yeah. In areas they have a lot of uh, hogs, you know, are so to say, uh, problems. Uh, the properties like where we hunt, there's not that many, but I have seen signs of some start to show up. Uh, you know, I haven't really seen the pigs, but uh, seeing you know where they're rooting and all that stuff. But uh, and, you know, need to get rid of. We need to get them under control because they're a nuisance and they tear the land up.
2: Absolutely. Well, Kirk, uh, if somebody wants to come down there and get in on some of that good fishing you got going on right now, what's the best way to do it?
4: Oh, man, you can give us a call. Uh, we have a toll free number. It's 888 762 3391. Go to our website, Hackberry Rod and Gun, spelloutand.com. And we got that live video cam. Uh, I mean, you log in and uh, and check out what we're catching every day.
2: What's the time that somebody can check in there when are most fishermen coming in? Kind of like uh, you know, you maybe know, 10, 11 o'clock, something like that? I would say, you know, maybe start looking at 11, between 11 and 2. Mm-hmm. And, and give that that website out again where they can find that live oh, camera.
4: Yeah, it's it's HackberryRodAndGun.com. You spell out the word and, not the and sign.
2: Very good. Well, I don't want to hold you up any longer. Thanks for sharing that info with us, and hope you and your gang catch a bunch today, and we'll catch up with you next time.
4: All right, well, you're going to get after them. Thank you, Don. Great show. Good talking to you.
2: All right, same here. Captain Kirk headed out there to uh, the Big Lake area. All right, we come back after this. We're going to switch over to Grand Isle. It was the only place I saw any rain this morning. I think it was about 4 a.m. They had a little bit of a shower pass through there, but I think it's gone now. Back to check in with Captain Darrell Carpenter of RealScreamers.com. So stay with us. We'll be right back to do it after this timeout. And let's chat with Captain Daryl Carpenter of RealScreamers.com and get the lowdown on the Grand Isle area. Captain Daryl, what's going on down there?
5: Well, Don, for the last week, it's, it's echoing just like what uh, what they were doing over in the west side of the state. That calm weather had no choice. I mean, fish just went ballistic. It's been it's been great over here. Trout everywhere. When I say everywhere, I mean. You know, there's there's a little bit of inconsistency to it. Some days you had to hunt for them. Some days you had 10, 15. Other days were limits. But everywhere from the beach all the way up to, to Little Lake, I mean, you just found a different school of fish somewhere, and the trout are just going crazy. Uh Some of them has been a little bit on, on, on live bait, uh, whether it be minnows or if you can get them shrimp. The shrimp are here, but they're a little bit hard to catch right now because they're not real plentiful. But, I mean, it's just – it's been great, man. It's, it's welcome to summer. Here we are. And, of course, we're going to get slapped in the face tomorrow and say, nope, not yet. But, uh, but you know, it looks like it's going to shape up to be a great year. And you got a little while today. You're going to have a little bit of a northeast wind blowing today. you got a little while to go catch some trout. And uh, after that, it looks like uh, let's hope the forecast is wrong because it looks like next week it's going to blow all week. But, you know, we just got to put up with it. It's that turbulent springtime weather. Water water temperatures way up in the mid 70s. The only if there's something bad to say about it, you know the water's gotten warm. When already there's gaff tops and hardheads all over the of Marsh. I mean, from from my backyard all the way up to the middle of the marsh, there's there's gaff tops and hardheads everywhere. And there, the the gaff tops are chasing the shrimp. So you've got birds dropping on shrimp, and sometimes it's trout, sometimes it's uh, hardheads or gaff tops. So, I mean. I, I don't know what to concentrate on. I'm, I might sound a little scatterbrained this morning because I'm thinking, I'm thinking of where all fish were caught this week. And literally it's been everywhere from Grand Isle to Little Lake. So it's, it's looking great.
2: Oh, that's typical. How about the the big sheep head run? Is it ongoing?
5: Well, Don, there hadn't been a lot of shrimp for a lot of people to concentrate on it And we certainly hadn't concentrated on it yet, but it's certainly on time. And, you know, this time of the year, here we are, early March. They kind of usually they move offshore, so if you you know you catch those calm days where you can get to those close-in rigs just off the beach between here and Fushong, and usually they're just loaded up. We have not done it. We uh, we concentrated on the bait boat a little bit more this week, so we didn't have a lot of free time to go scouting and looking around. But it is that time of the year and time to get it done.
2: You know, uh, it looks like the the offshore fishing has been really good when the winds have allowed it. What's been coming in down there at Grand Isle?
5: Oh, mostly Wahoo. Uh, I noticed that, you know, some of the some tuna has started to show up, especially over toward that Venice area. But mostly around here it's been the Wahoo. And the bite has just been so good that people are out trolling for them. The problem, you know, we've got a new problem starting to come up in the last four or five years with tuna, and it's not catching them. It's getting them to the boat. Uh, the sharks have been so daggum bad that, you, you know, you just sit there all day long and end up losing. You come back with nothing but a head. You lose fish after fish. So at some point you gotta, as a, as a charter captain, especially you've gotta abandon that and go try to put some meat in the box. And lately that just been that's been that wahoo bite, and we've been on that moon. So you know wahoo is the one fish that you really need to pay attention to the moon because it really turns their bite on, and we've been on that right moon phase. So it's been a wahoo concentration.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and you got some great meat there with the Wahoo. I'm sure everybody uh, by now has seen that video that's gone viral of the, the frenzy shark feeding over there off the below Venice. And uh, you know, it's incredible to see that many sharks in one place. And they have been harassing fishermen for years now, and they did loosen some of the restrictions on the commercial take, but it's just not getting the job done. And I I, I don't think they got a good handle on the number of sharks. Uh, You know, the limits on, if you look, are so tight, and uh, some of them are so prohibited. But, man, when you get out there and you just keep reeling up heads, something's got to give.
5: Well, it's just another example of the federal government trying to manage fishery, and they try to manage it ocean wide. And, and, then you know, it ends up the United States is the only one that puts in the very restrictive regulations and enforces them. So we end up with, with local problems with being overrun, but we're the world's conservationists, you know.
2: Well, Darrell, uh, you know, it's not going to be too much longer, and we'll start having uh, rodeos uh, just on a weekly basis down in Grand Isle. I'm sure most of them are all going to come back uh, Due to COVID and storms, there's been an absence of them, but I'm starting to hear people talking, and it looks like they're going to have a, a full rodeo season, and looks like El Nino has kind of backed off on it, so maybe things are, are looking good. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and, and get a trip on the books, uh, tell them how to get you.
5: Yeah, Don, and that's been most of our traffic. We've talked about how many trips we booked, and, and most of them are those rodeo dates, so the weekends are hard to find right now. But they can find me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com, RealScreamers.com, or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288.
2: All right, my friend. Thank you so much, and uh, go get them. We'll catch up with you next week. Yes, sir, and have a good day. All right. Captain Darrell Carpenter, RealScreamers.com. That's R-E-E-L, Screamers.com. Check him out. All right, getting uh, back to our text message board, let's see. Uh, this one says, um, what happened to the live hog buyer's Around here, I'd figure out the trailering legal requirements if we had a place that would buy them. That's the colonel from Hammond. Uh, Not sure about that. Uh, I'm sure there's some restrictions on the trailering. And uh, I know there's there's a lot of problems with uh, taking wild animals in for, for processing at some of the processing places. So I think they might need to work on maybe some. Permits and le- loosening up some of those restrictions. I don't know if there's any profit in it for them anymore either. It's just so much of it. All right, we come back after this uh, top-of-the-hour break. I'm going to tell you about our two road shows coming up, starting next week and the week after, and lots of other stuff going on, as well as fishing reports and a bad boy taking a girl, a bad girl, on a date that went bad. All coming up right here on The Outdoors with Don Debut Radio Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,